Welcome to GrishaCast, episode 32. In this episode, we are covering chapters 32 through 38 from the book Six of Crows. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the wonderful Lee Bardugo. Well, Moisavienyi casters. Hello, hello. It is us. It is us. It is. (laughs) Who else would it be? Exactly. (laughs) And we've got some cities to thank. We sure do. We have Zianiak, Poland. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And then we're going to shoot over to Mount Pearl, Canada. How cute is that? It really is. And Mesa, New Mexico. Woohoo. Thank you. So, how have you been, darling? This week has been better. I know that there's all kinds of things going on. Um, it is. Personally, things are falling into place a little more, like in my personal life. So, yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's been a little heavy. Well, it's important that those things kind of come together because it seems like the world's yes. really taking a loop right now. But things have to be done. And, you know, we've got to, there's, I just, I don't know. Something had to be done. So yeah. I'm, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Everybody deserves to have rights and be treated like everyone else. Yes. So, I mean, anyways, it's it's been a heartbreaking time, too. It's been really sad. Just that, we one, we have to go through it, and this has been going on for so long. And then just the way that it's had to be going on, too. I know that there's a lot of destruction, and that's sad to see. Um, but, you know... It's Revolutions a, are messy and necessary, is what I've been saying for the past few weeks. And necessary is is so important. It's so true because you know it, it really is, and it's just it's a heartbreaking time right now. This whole year has just really been crazy. It's been hard. So, but we'll make it through. We're survivors, <laughs> and we are not making light of the situation not by any all. means. But we are here to entertain you. Exactly, and. We just have to, you know, we we want to help, and we understand all the, the gravity of the situation that's going on, and it is very hard. It is, and mental health is important, so sometimes you have to step away for a minute and do something for yourself, something to take your mind off of things, and that's there's nothing wrong with that, and that is partly why we're here. Exactly. Hopefully to get your mind off things and to have a good laugh. I don't know if anybody laughs with us, but we sure laugh a oh, lot. Oh, we sure do. <laughs> We're hilarious. So, we sure are. Goodness. But, yeah, so it's it's a crazy world out there. But the Grisha cast is jumping. It is. We are. We're so happy. I'm just so happy with all the listeners. I can't believe that. I mean, we really have. We There's a lot of you guys out there. Thank you so much for listening. I know that we really cover this at the end, but I was just thinking about it today. That it's just kind of, it's really cool that we have you guys out there. Yeah. And remember that you can go to YouTube and watch us as well. Make all kinds of funny faces. I, whenever I watch it back, I'm like, I should not have made that face. Yeah. So it's been, it's made my, made me a little more aware of the faces that I make. I'm thinking of bringing props around sometimes, so that way oh. we can make it more entertaining. Yeah. Um, and then it's an exclusive, so it you can be. only see it if you go to our YouTube channel. The show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be neat. So, anyways, things have, I'm glad things are settling down for you. Yes, finally. But, May was not kind. No, not to you. No, it was not kind. But you made it through. I did. I told you you would. Yes. I know it was hard to think uh, think about that stuff while all that crap is going on 
yes, I'm glad that that part calmed down as like the rest of the world is kind of heating up because I don't, I, it would have been very hard to deal with both. And I know lots of people deal with both. Oh, absolutely. Um, so my heart goes out to you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it, it, what is going on in the world is heavy enough. It sure is. Well, I made this really cool purchase I have to tell you about. Um, so I had to get like a new phone case and I went on Etsy and so I was, I wanted to find a Grisha cast, a Grisha cast, Grisha verse, um, phone case. And all the ones I could find weren't in the size case that I needed. And then I stumbled upon this girl on Etsy who creates, um, who will take pictures and put it together and put your phone case together. And it was so cool because I actually, I've ordered two now. Yes, I have one, and I'm about to show you guys because it's really cool, um, and it's it's just neat. She took the images and actually put those, like, I got the tattoo for the dregs on the front, and then on the back, I just kind of got some other, I don't know if you can really see that well, but there's a Harry Potter picture, there's the folk of the air up in the left-hand corner map, and then on the right is Dark Shade of Magic. So, anyways, I had to, like, you know, so thank you vanna you're so welcome (laughs) i just was really excited this girl did a really good job and if you want to find her she is on etsy pretty cases shop and um yeah so that's pretty cases shop dot etsy dot com and she does an incredible job because that's actually all leather and it's very beautiful i to be honest like i was kind of worried because i didn't like i didn't spend that much money on it so i was like i wonder what it's going to come out like mm. i wonder what the material is going to be like but it's very nice so don't worry my next one is so bomb i can't wait to show you guys so bomb i know i sound so so <laughs> hip right come on millennial but it's so cool um so if you guys want a really cool phone case and i don't think she normally works with graphics i think it's normally people just give her like pictures of her family and things like that to put on there so i gave her graphics to do so surely she would do like logos and stuff for businesses and companies and stuff yeah but it's cool she did a great job and i just had to show you guys because i was so excited and my next one you guys are gonna love because i have to always represent my like favorite magical worlds as much as i can like my backpack is always covered with buttons about that and so i finally <laughs> found like a phone case that could do it and the next one i'm i'm trying not to tell you guys i'm not going to i'll show you guys <laughs> it's next. a surprise it will be but <laughs> i was proud of it so that's been the highlight of my week was getting my phone case oh it's the small thing it is it does look really good in person thanks i was really proud of it i've been showing it to everybody i love it because my other one wasn't, my other one definitely was falling apart because it holds my cards and my cards were just falling out everywhere. And I was like, time to get a new phone case. No. Yeah. So let's get on into the Grishaverse because we got some chapters to cover. We definitely we do. do. It seems like we have a lot to cover. Yes, it sounds like a lot. But it's not. Right. Because it's actually less pages than we normally do, which is good. I like that we're do- now doing like kind of 40 pages. Yes. It makes it a little easier. It does. So... You're starting us off, right, girl? I am. Yeah, we're still in part five, by the way. The ice does not forgive. It does not. No. <laughs> but it's pretty. Sure. I love it. It's pretty when you're sitting by a fire and looking out at it. Mm. <laughs> I don't like to be out in it. Ugh, I love it. I'm excited that it's a little warmer. I, I'm a beach girl. I'm not a... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like a rainforest girl. I it just, is so yeah. hot here. And I'm still, still wearing long sleeves. Oh, 
Yeah. I do not give up on that. No. It's just disgusting. Long sleeves and flip-flops. The mm. southern way. Yeah. <laughs> it is so freaking hot, though. It's, it's, it's humid. Gonna, it's going to get so much worse. Yeah. But oh well. That's all right. I, I wonder if maybe it's the heat that gave me this huge zit. By the way, if you're watching, yes, I have a massive zit, and I stupidly went and messed around with it <laughs> yesterday and just made it 10 times worse. Would will, anybody have noticed? Probably not, probably but not. I feel it. It's one of those ones that like feels like it's pretty much digging into my soul. Oh. It, it's, it's one of those. Wow. Well, you know, the, there's uh, the yeah. ones that really root in. I mean, there's the ones that you never feel. And this one, <laughs> oh, my God, I, I just breathe. And I'm like, oh, hi, there you are. Anyways. <laughs> so, Grishaverse, wow. sorry. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> sharing is caring. It sure is. <laughs> I, I do a lot of it. You do. And we love you for that. Thanks. Okay, so, your chapter. Chapter 32. Okay. It's Jesper, y'all. And what time were we at in that? Ten bells and a half. And there's like several chapters that are the same Did you because it's like at the same time. Yeah. Did you think it was cute that they have a half chime? Chime. I think that's cute. Ten bells and a half chime. <laughs> Does it go like chut? <laughs> Instead of ch- chime, it goes chut. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so we're at ten bells and a yes, half Yes, we're at ten bells and a half. So like, I don't know, 1030. Yes. Jesper and Wyland, they're not having much luck with that steel. Remember the last time we were with them, they were trying to break that link. Yes, to close the gate. To Yeah, to when the gate falls so that it can't open again. Right. Or it's it's and not it, operable. And it'll turn on black protocol. Yes. Yes. So they're sweaty and bloody, and Jesper suggests that they just raise the gate, sound the black protocol, and shoot at the winch until it gives up. They huh. don't have any other plan going on. Um, but as they're talking, they agree, they both agree that neither one of them really enjoys killing. And Jesper explains that the love of guns is more about how they work, not about killing people. Uh, he had worked with a gunsmith in Novia Zim who knew he was a fabricator. Mm. So I had thought that, like, you know, nobody knew and he completely kept it right. secret. So at least this person knows. And they came up with, quote, crazy stuff. <laughs> There's no telling what the hell. Pew, pew. Wyland admits he doesn't even like chemistry, that he prefers numbers and equations. And Jesper Mm. says, if only you could talk to girls and equations. And Wyland replies with just girls. Jesper's like, no, not just girls. And I feel like that was a fishing question for from Jesper. Like, oh, uh, like girls, right? Just so that he could hear Wyland say, "Just girls." I like boys too. Yes, or absolutely, or, yeah, I like boys. So, and anybody has to be like at this point wanting Jesper and yes. Wyland to get together. Oh, absolutely. Yes, they'd be so cute. They are super cute together. Aw. <laughs> so they get into position and they start turning the winch. The gate starts going up, and of course, the bells go crazy. They release the winch, letting the gate fall back down hard, but the link just doesn't break. Jesper decides he's just going to go all in and just hold on to the chain <laughs> and hang from it. And Wyland just follows suit because there's nothing better to do. And they just hang there, like pulling themselves down <laughs> with their strength. And Jesper like, looks at Wyland and like, just sing to it. And then all of a sudden, snap, the link breaks and they both fall on the floor. 
Perfect. <laughs> it worked. Jasper tells Wyland to deal with the winch while he covers him. He picks up his rifle and prepares for all hell to break loose. In chapter. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it does. <laughs> so, <laughs> chapter 33 is a nege, and it's still ten bell and a half chime. Uh, so, an, if we remember where a nege was, a nege just got separated from Nina. So... Just a reminder. So, in this chapter, Inej is waiting now with all the special people who need to be... Suspicious. The suspicious people <laughs> who have to be checked out again. And they all are getting a little annoyed at how long this is taking. And the guard just keeps on saying the same thing over and over again. He sounds like a robot. Is just <laughs> like, you know what? When the guard, When the other guards are free, they will come and get you and take you back through the ring wall, and you'll be detained there until your identification has been cleared. Blah, blah, blah. So they're just annoyed because this one guard obviously has no clue what's going on, but he's just trying to give them some hope. <laughs> but they're going to have to go through another identification check. Um, so Inej then has had enough of it, and she decides to kind of confront the guard, demanding that... <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, demanding that she be taken to the gate now. Um, and this is partly also because she's seeing how late it's getting. Mm -hmm. So, and she's kind of in a really weird situation. She doesn't really know what to do because this is definitely not part of the plan. Right. And she's still supposed to be with Nina and now she's separated. Like all every part of the plan has just gone wrong. Broken, yeah. <laughs> so Nez is just, I think, also just trying to figure out how can I do this and mm -hmm. also stay alive. Because, I mean, if she gets... Like, I mean, they're going to find out who she is if they do another identification check. Mm -hmm. So, anyways. Um, la -la. So, as the guard is um, taking her, someone is um, screaming for, like, it's just this, probably this really annoying sound in the background. Someone's screaming at the guard, Anna Nej. And who is it? None other than the Tanta Haleen. Oh, She's so annoying. Um <laughs> So the guard tries to calm Tanta Helene um, by telling her that, you know what, your girl will be returned by the end of the night. Calm down. And then Tanta explains that Inej is not one of her girls, and she is not who everybody thinks she is. She's actually the right hand of Kaz Brecker, and mm -hmm. she's Inej. So it kind of gets out. Um, Inej and then Tanta have a few words, and here's a quote. Where is my girl? Inej looked down at the fingers digging into her flesh. For a brief second, every horror came back to her, and she truly was a wraith, a ghost taking flight from a body that had given her only pain. No, a body that had given her strength, a body that had carried her over the rooftops of Ketterdam, that had served her in battle, that had brought her up six stories in the dark of a soot-stained chimney. Inej seized Helene's wrist and twisted it hard to the right. Helene yelped, her knees buckling as the guard surged forward. End quote. Yes. So Inej then tells her that you, about her girl. She says, I threw her in the ice moat, and you know what? She's better off there than with you, because you're horrible. Boom. Inej. Yes. Came into herself. She's just, yeah, she's, she's doing it. Mic drop. So Helene then screams, um, saying that, like, Inej is, if Inej is here, then Kaz has got to be here. So she's just trying to ruin everything, obviously. And the at this moment, the bells of Black Protocol go off. So 
that creates some havoc. All the guards are going everywhere, and it just kind of gets crazy. And the guard that's with her heard everything that Tanta Helene was saying, so he kind of obviously assumes that this Black Protocol has something to do with possibly Inej Mm -hmm. and possibly the people she's with. So he's like, he starts questioning her, asking, who are you with and what is your target? Well, she refuses to answer. Of course. And the guards then announce that, you know what, the bridge is closed for tonight. No one's getting across there. And they start to drag um, Inej off. And while they are, Helene is just yelling how she knew Inej would wear her silks again. And Inej pretty much dreams of killing her. Just, you know, she's just going to end it. So, but that's the end of that chapter. So, yeah. We move to chapter 34, Nina. Ten bells and a half again. So, same time, different perspective. Remember, Nina is in her inappropriate attire that's right she got past the guard so she's out into the party but she's dressed inappropriately and she just saw brum brum yes yes so she is of course freaking out thinking that brum is going to recognize her even though she's masked her appearance the best she could and she was thankful that it's a little dark or that it was dark the last time that he saw her on the ship right uh and she figured that her figure would help distract him <laughs> mm, with, with her figure. So they flirt <laughs> back and forth. Um, she decides to use this opportunity to learn whatever she can. So she pushes her luck a little bit, asking about Grisha and Parem. Seems safe as she's going along. He asks her if she'd like to see a real live Grisha. <laughs> it's like a freak show. <laughs> it's like a zoo. <laughs> Would you like to see a real live Grisha? Come and ride it's the like, elephants. It's like the Tiger King. Would you like to see a tiger? We have meth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have Parim and Grisha. Yes. Step we... right up. <laughs> wow. Get your tickets here. <laughs> so she agrees to let him take her. On their little walk, she sees the sacred ash, which means they must be in the center of the island. Yeah. According to the drawings, she knows the treasury is straight ahead. But instead, he turns left. They talk about the holiday a little bit, how Hringkala celebrates the Driscala being inducted into the order through the same ceremony since Jell anointed the first of them. Mm. They gather at that ash and hear the voice of God. Jell. Jell. She realizes that he deliberately led her all around the courtyard to the treasury. So instead of going straight across, like he kind of made a, a nice little round. Yeah. Um, she figures Boyle Byer is in the treasury since they were talking about him being in the most secure space. And that right. is a highly secure space. Yeah. Uh, and then she starts realizing exactly what's happening, that she has slipped away from everyone, from the public, with a very dangerous man. She watches him pull a necklace out of his uniform, and it's like a little disc that goes into a nearly invisible indentation of the door. And she's looking at it going, oh, no, Kaz is not going to have a good time with this. Yeah, that's a special kind of key. Yeah. How is he going to know how to deal with that? And she sees that everything, when the door opens, she sees that everything is set up exactly so that Grisha just can't manipulate anything. Yeah. So he takes her up to a little cell. And 
shows her Grisha summoner boy that looks really ill. Mm. Clearly, he's been on Perem. Yeah. And in the next cell is a girl that's all bruised up, clearly on Perem. He says they could press a little brass button uh, that, quote, does beautiful things, miraculous, really. Wow. And we all know that that means that he would dose her with Perem. But at that point, how? Does like a little needle come out and go like, Burk? No, I think um, it's through gas. Yeah, we're... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> At that point. I'm an idiot. No, it's fine. At that <laughs> point, we don't really know why. And Nina's kind of wondering, too, yeah. like how that happens. Um, he tells her that there are close to 30 Grisha there. She wants you'll buy her, though. So she is still kind of playing the game. And she suggests that they find a little quiet corner to, to go talk. Wow. He agrees and leads her down a hall. And unlocks a door with his little weird key. And she steps in and turns around to flirt with him some more. And slam! She's in a cell. Brum had known it was Nina all along. Yeah, that sucks. He says he remembers her face from the ship. And that they have files on all the Grisha. Of course, she lifts up her hands to defend herself, to kill him. But he threatens to press the button. And we now know it's a gas. From what he says. Yeah. He smiles when she puts her hands down and he takes a step back. He's like, it's not my vengeance to take. And he completely disappears from the window. And this like other face appears. And it is Matthias. Heartbreaking. My heart went, no. I know. It's sad. Of course, she's questioning everything. And he looks at her. And this quote, I may never be Driskella again. I may live always with the charge of slaver around my neck, but I'll find another way to serve Fjorda, and I'll get to see you dosed with Jorda Perem. I'll get to see you mow down your own kind and beg for the next fix. I'll get to see you betray the people you love as you asked me to betray my own, end quote. Yikes. Yeah, that's so sad. That's so evil, like coming from... Like yeah. what we were seeing before. Yeah. So, and he's just standing there with like this like wicked smile on his face. And he continues on with, do not say my name. Welcome to the ice court, Nina Zinnick. Now our debt is paid. Wow. And at that exact point, the black protocol signals. And I cannot even believe that Matthias betrayed Nina. I know. I was kind of, you know, I was going along thinking that he might. But I was really, really hoping that he wouldn't. Yeah. And I was very sad. My heart like went, oh. It falls. Yeah. Well. End of the chapter. Well, that's the good thing about these chapters, though, is we're speeding along. Yes. Because, I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot that's going on. So chapter 35 is Matthias. So we're going to stay along with the story. That's good. Um, but it's a it's 11 bells at this time. So this is actually before what we just read. So because we were just at... Um, yeah, this is before. So we were at 10 and a half. Oh, so this is a half an hour later, but that doesn't make sense. Maybe I've got the wrong time because we're going to start off with him talking to Brum. So he had to have talked to Brum before he starts off in present time. Oh, wait, I know I'm confusing myself. Let me stop talking. (laughs) Stop talking, Eric. Yes. I am so sorry. For some reason, I was thinking for a second that this was, 
I can't even explain it to you without having to do the chapter first. So we'll just bleep that. Delete that, please. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Okay, so we're going to start off with um, our scene where Terry's going to be playing Brahm and I will be playing Matthias. And it is 11 bells. Do not listen to me. I have no clue what I'm ever talking about. But it's going to be a great scene. So you ready, girl? Of course. Okay, so curtain... She's beautiful, Brom said, in an exaggerated way. You are strong not to be lured by her. I was lured, though, thought Matthias, and it wasn't just her beauty. The alarm, Matthias said. Her compatriots, no doubt. But... Matthias, my men will take care of it. The ice court is secure. He glanced back at Nina's cell. We could press the button right now. Won't she be a threat? We've combined the jertiparam with a sedative that makes them more biddable. We're still working out the correct ratios, but we'll get there. Besides, by the second dose, the addiction does the work of controlling them. Not the first dose? Eh, depends on the Grisha. How many times have you done this? Brum laughed. I haven't counted. But trust me, she'll be so desperate for more Jodaparem, she won't dare act against us. It's a remarkable transformation. I think you'll enjoy it. Matthias's stomach clenched. You've kept the scientists alive then? He's done his best to replicate the process of creating the drug, but it's a complicated thing. Some batches work, others are no better than dust. As long as he can be of service, he lives. Brum placed his hand on Matthias's shoulder, his harsh gaze softening. I can scarcely believe you're really here, alive, standing before me. I thought you were dead. I believe the same of you. When I saw you in that ballroom, I barely recognized you, even in that uniform. You're so changed. I had to let the witch tailor me. Brum's revulsion was obvious. You allowed her to... Somehow, seeing that response in someone else made Matthias ashamed of the way he'd reacted to Nina. It had to be done, he said. I needed her to believe I was committed to her cause. Well, that's all over now, Matthias. You are finally safe and among your own kind. Brum frowned. Something is troubling you. Matthias looked into the cell next to Nina's, then another and another, moving down the hall as Brum followed. Some of the captive Grisha were agitated, pacing. Others had their faces pressed up against the glass. Others simply lay on the floor. You can't have known about Parem for more than a month. How long has this facility been here? I had it built almost 15 years ago with the blessing of the king and his council. Matthias drew up short. 15 years? Why? We needed some place to put the Grisha after the trials. After? When Grisha are found guilty, they're sentenced to death. Brum shrugged. It's still a life sentence. Just one a little longer in the making. We discovered long ago that the Grisha could prove a useful resource. A resource? You told me they were to be eradicated, that they were a blight on the natural world. And they are when they attempt to masquerade as men. They aren't capable of right thinking, of human morality... They are meant to be controlled. That's why you wanted Parem? Matthias asked incredulously. We have tried our own methods for years with limited success. But you've seen what Jirda Parem can do, what Grisha can do when it's in grit. A gun is not evil, nor is a blade. Jirda Parem ensures obedience. It makes Grisha what they always were meant to be. A second army? Matthias asked, his voice thick with scorn. An army is made of soldiers. These creatures were born to be weapons. 
They were born to serve the soldiers of Jell. Brum squeezed his shoulder. Ah, Matthias, how I've missed you. Your faith was always so pure. I'm glad you're reluctant to embrace this measure, but this is our chance to strike a death blow. Do you know why Grisha are so hard to kill? Because they're not of this world. But they are very good at killing each other. They call it like calls to like. Wait until you see what all we've achieved, the weapons their fabricators have helped us develop. Matthias looked back down the hall. Nina Zenik spent a year in Kirch trying to bargain for my freedom. I'm not sure those are the actions of a monster. Can a viper lie still before it strikes? Can a wild dog lick your hand before it snaps at your neck? A Grisha may be capable of kindness, but that does not change her fundamental nature. Matthias considered this. He thought of Nina standing terrified in that cell as the door slammed shut. He had longed to see her made captive, punished as he had been punished. And yet, after everything they'd been through, he was not surprised by the pain he felt at seeing it come to pass. What is the shoe scientist like, he asked Brum. Stubborn, still grieving his father. Matthias knew nothing of Yulbayor's father, but there was a more important question to ask. Is he secure? The treasury is the safest place on the island. You keep him here with the Grisha? Brum nodded. The main vault was converted to a laboratory for him. And you're sure it's safe? I have the master key, said Brum, patting the disc hanging from his neck. And he's guarded night and day. Only a select few even know he's here. It's late, and I need to make sure Black Protocol has been addressed. But if you like, I'll take you to see him tomorrow. Brum placed his arm around Matthias. And tomorrow, we'll deal with your return and reinstatement. I still stand accused of slave trading. We'll get the girl to sign a statement, recanting the slaving charges easily enough. Believe me, once she's had her first taste of Jirta Perem, she'll do anything you ask and more. There will be a hearing, but I swear you will wear Driskela colors again, Matthias. End scene. So there's a lot in that. Um, just because I think it was really cool to be able to see Matthias back with Brum. Um, we've never seen them together. We've only heard about mm-hmm. their interactions and how we also found out a lot yes. there. Um, we find out finally where Bayor actually is. So he's not in the treasury. Like, I mean, because he's in. He's in the main vault of the treasury. Well, yeah. So he's in. Yeah. That's what I, I meant. We found out exactly where he was. Sorry. <laughs> but we find out so much about what they're doing to these Grisha, and it's totally against what Matthias, I think, ever even thought that the Druskella would do because they're using literally the Grisha yes. and using their powers. I think he was okay with the death because it was like they are sentenced, they die, move on. I, don't, I think it's the, the torture that the, he's struggling with. And the fact that, like, it's kind of, they're using their powers. So, I mean, they're saying on kind one Kind of hypocritical. Hand, it is. It's yeah. very hypocritical. Especially because they're using it for them themselves. I mean. Yeah. For uh, their own gain. Exactly. Building, like, I mean, obviously the ice court's been described as a place that m- had to have been yeah. made by Grisha. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, what crappy people. Yes. I mean, these Druskella. So, Anyways, that was the majority of the chapter. We've got a little bit more, though. So Matthias and Brahm um, actually embrace, and Matthias puts him in this kind of, like, chokehold and knocks him out. Comes out of nowhere. Shocker! Yeah, surprise! And that just gives us all hope, doesn't it? Because, okay, something's going on. So Mm -hmm. we learned that Matthias and Kaz actually saw Brahm kind of chasing, stalking after Nina. 
um, while they were in the ballroom. So they saw Nina like looking around and who was behind her, but Brum was. So he was like trying to catch her, kind of mm-hmm. like cat trying to catch a, mi- a mouse. Obviously, um, Brum was trying to initiate his own plans, which we kind of saw take place. Matthias then followed Brum and pulled him aside to tell him the truth, but really just a sliver of the truth. Not everything. He doesn't tell him exactly that Nina's got friends there, but he doesn't say she does or doesn't. Um, He just pretends like he doesn't know. Um, But he pretty much blames everything on Nina, making it seem like this whole thing is just Nina and that he doesn't know a lot of information. So we learned that. And then, best part, Matthias takes the key from Brum and locks him in one of the cells. So... Yay, and he Aww. runs down the hall, and we know where he's going. Yeah, we do. So that's the end of that chapter. Oh. Moving on on. Okay, chapter mm-hmm. 36. We yes. are back with Jesper. We are at 11 bells, so it's the same time as the last chapter, but 30 minutes from the last time we were with Jesper. So Wyland gets the winch situated, and they run out and down the stairs, Six guards, like, jump out. Jesper's like, whoa, Wylan, like, we got to turn back. And Wylan is pointing out across the courtyard. And Jesper looks and realizes the guards weren't headed for them at all. Yep. They're focused on, like, these other people. And they're looking. And there are these people in olive uniforms. Hmm. And the woman is walking through walls. (laughs) (laughs) They realize that they are tide makers. And because of these olive uniforms, their shoe. Yes. So we did see before that there were shoe around outside. Yeah. So we figured that there was shoe still trying to get in and they had their own agenda. So here we see that there are shoe tie makers. And, you know, I don't know if they're on perim or not. I imagine they have so. To, yeah. If they're going through walls and they're doing what they're wrong to do. So the guards open fire and the tie makers just vanish. And they, when they reappeared, the guards were just like screaming and they realized that there is this red mist that's kind of starting to form and get a little heavier in front of the guards. And that's their blood. Yeah. They're doing some crazy the stuff. The like, makers are like, like a sponge, them. like draining the blood out of them into this mist and it just grows and takes the form of the person in front of them until the person falls dead, and then it just splashes down in a blood puddle. Just ew, taking all the life out of them. Also, very imaginative. It is. I, I really <laughs> get a good visual with that because you kind of like it's gross, but like yeah, but like wow, that's really imaginative and different. So, mm-hmm. so Jesper realizes they need to get the heck out of there. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you ain't draining me. Peace. Nope. Sorry. So they turn to run back up the stairs, but it's too late. The shoe tide makers are right there in front of them. The woman pushes them down, and together the tide makers lift their hands, and the red mist starts to appear, and they're feeling a little funny, and they realize they're about to be drained. Yep. Wyland manages to tell Jesper to fabricate metal before he starts screaming. Do something. (laughs) (laughs) Fabricate metal. Jesper focused hard on all the metal on his clothing. Remember that he was working on that link 
that was mm-hmm. steel. So he's got these steel shavings just like all over him. And he concentrates hard and he just doesn't really know what he's doing, but he doesn't have any other options. Just thrusts his hand forward and all the metal together just flies to the tide makers. I think that's so cool. It is. The tide makers like try to disappear, but he drove the metal further into their skin. So he's actually like driving this metal through their skin towards their organs. Yeah, like it's just it's so insane. It is. So he um they of course the tide makers are like screaming and they're on the <laughs> ground begging for help and Jesper just stops. He remembers seeing the Grisha trophy killings in the dining hall. Those little pieces yeah. of Kefta. And he starts feeling really guilty about killing his own kind. That's cool. So he has a moment. And Wyland snaps him out of that because they got to go. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> we'll think about that later, honey. got to go, y'all. <laughs> so uh, they climb up a rope to the roof, but he doesn't stop thinking about what he's done. Yeah. But Jesper also is like, he's he's still just like, I mean, he, I, he's just starting to now accept the fact that he's a Grisha. And yes. even entertaining the idea of wanting to pursue Go to it. Ravka and learn. And I think being there at the ice court and seeing those killings and everything else, like, I think it starts like, oh, there really is like this war against us. And yeah. I think he starts accepting that there, that is a thing that he needs to stand up. Exactly. There, I mean, Nina is the way she is and stands up because, I mean, she's had, it's just you see everything that's going on and the way that they're treated and, like, it's just, it's a different world. And they're in Fjorda right now, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're in, like, danger. You in danger, girl. Run. <laughs> so, Run away. we're going to move on into chapter 37, which is Nina, 11 bells, and a quarter chime. Quarter. Okay. Um, so, it's a ch- It is. <laughs> Uh, Matthias opens up Nina's cell. Hurrah! Yay! He did it! Yay. So this romance that we've all wanted is kind of coming to life right here. So she's very excited to see him, obviously. She... It was very worried, though, um, that he did. He was gonna. He was betraying her, and it it seemed like that to all of us. Mm -hmm. And it was just so heartbreaking. But here's this beautiful quote. I have... I have been made to protect you. Only in death will I be kept with, from this oath. I was the vow of the Druskella to Fjorda, and now it was Matthias's promise to her. Oh, Aww. he's like, it's just so sweet. It really, end quote. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's awesome. So Matthias tells Nina um, that Bayor is in the vault of um, the treasury and that they must go get him, obviously. So um, Matthias tells Nina that he also left Kaz in the ballroom and that they're supposed to meet him back at the ash tree. So they make their way to to the vault, but they don't find Bayori, but they find a young shoe boy who happens to be Bayori's son. Oh, so when we talked about his father... When Brum said his father. Yeah. Here we go. He misses his father. So, and that's what we learn right now. Yulbayor um, was actually killed a long time ago, his son tells him, um, that the Druskela have um, 
the Druskala have his son in hopes that he can hopefully recreate what his father's work was. So that just really brings like a whole new light to this situation. They really don't have Jirda Parem. Like, I mean, they've got a kid that's trying mm-hmm. to make it. So it's really, I, I mean, there's a problem, but also it's been fabricated a little bit too about yes. how big of it. I don't know. But so anyways, they've got the son who possibly he he thinks he can, but isn't exactly sure. Some tests are better than the other. Nina is really conflicted because we've got to remember what was Nina and Matthias's plan to kill him. Yep. And now they find this it little boy. It was to boy. kill Boyer Bayer. Boyer Bayer. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I think I was saying you'll Bayer. Well, yeah, the same thing. Anyways. <laughs> I Words. am really tired. <laughs> um I had to take a nap by the way before you got here. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. So, <laughs> if that makes all my listeners feel better. Um anyways, so Nina's conflicted. She doesn't know whether to kill him or not because I mean Obviously, I mean, Jirda Parem can destroy all the Grisha in the world. Um, we find out that we don't have to keep calling him by your son anymore. His name actually is Kue, and he says he might be able to recreate his father's formula. Might. Might. Uh, Matthias um, stops Nina and tells her that he is one of them now because Nina kind of gets on this path of, I think, leaning more towards, you got to kill you. That's what our job is. Like, I mean, that's what I, I really got to protect my people. Mm-hmm. But Matthias obviously is like not going with the plan anymore because he sees this young boy, which I'm glad. I mean, come on. It's this young boy and it's not even the person. Um, so we learn a little bit more. Nina then asks Kue if he can destroy the lab and Kue says yes. And all of a sudden we find out that Kue actually is a Grisha. He's actually an Inferni. He actually can do the fire and all that stuff. So Kue says that his father was actually a Grisha as well. And his father's invention was actually made to try to help Kue hide his own powers. But Bo Yul Bayer was actually a fabricator. Dun, dun, dun. A lot of information at once. Yes. It's just boom. And then it's the whole swirl of questions because, you know, the Fjordans and the Grisha. And... Yeah, there's... <laughs> So much going on. And the shoe. And... Yep. So, they, um, obviously, they let Kue catch fire to the lab. And they're just like, okay, we're going to bounce. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Um, they also make sure that they're only catching fire to the lab because Nina and Matthias want to make sure that they don't kill the other Grisha, right. too, that are yeah. in there. Um, when they get outside, they try to make it to the ash, but... A guard stops them, and at that exact moment, boom, literally, an explosion happens. Mm -hmm. The lab has just blown up. The guard then asks them for their papers, and he's trying to figure out why they're there. And then, obviously, he ends up recognizing Matthias as a former Druskela. The so the Druskela end up actually wrapping all three of them in this cable designed to stop Grisha from using their powers. It's got like spikes and things that like. Yeah, it doesn't sound pleasant. Yeah, it hurts like you move and it just kind of seems like it's stabbing mm-hmm. you in your sides more. And um, Lars, who happens to be the name of this guard, um, keeps interrogating them um, as all of a sudden a familiar sound comes from the sacred ash. A pop, pop, pop. Nina hears it. 
and she recognizes it as the same sound that she heard when they were trying to get into the ice cord and trying to, when they were getting that tree to lay in the middle of the road. All of a sudden, this beautiful sacred ash tree just tips on over. (laughs) She out. Timber. (laughs) Yep, she's ready to take a nap. So it falls over, leaving this massive hole in the ground with the sound of rushing water from below. Obviously, it is chaos right now. Everybody's running mm-hmm. around. The Druskella have just seen their sacred ash tree completely just mm-hmm. destroyed. So out of all this chaos, another Druskella comes up and grabs the end of the cable um, in all the havoc and tells them that this might hurt. And they kind of look and they see it's actually Kaz. Yay. So, and this happens really fast. He tells them, do not crush the baleen before you hit the bottom. And right as he says that, grabs Kuwe, the end of the cable, and jumps into this massive hole. So, and just, if you don't remember what the baleen is, it's that little pill that they bought, um, that Kaz got, that can help you breathe underwater for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, they jump into this massive hole. And here I'm going to end out this chapter with the last quote. Nina screamed as her body was yanked forward by the cables. She scrambled over the stones trying to find purchase. The last thing she glimpsed was Matthias toppling into the hole beside her. She heard gunfire and then she was falling into the black, into the cold, into the throat of gel, into nothing at all. End quote. End chapter. Get, it's getting so exciting. <laughs> Goodness. Okay, take it away, It girl. is. Chapter 38. Mm-hmm. Kaz. 11 and three quarters chime. <laughs> three quarter. Three quarters. So Kaz had watched Nina and Brum, and he knew Matthias would remain faithful. Good for him. He watched his black protocol ring. The soldiers all left the ritual, and the guards spread out all over the island. Nina and Matthias were missing, though, so he starts to worry. He's thinking about heading to the treasury himself, but he finally spots them. He starts calling out to them, but he's like, hey, God. boom. boom. <laughs> the explosion hits, and that was not the plan. So he's like, oh, boy, now I got to improvise. Yeah. He keeps mentioning this fall and his thoughts and how there would be no time to war them, warn them. He mentions that Boyle Byer seems really young, suspiciously young, and hopes it's actually him and not some like random person they decide <laughs> to like <laughs> rescue. We know the truth, but Kaz is like, who the heck is this guy? So he just <laughs> shoves him. the disc in the boy's <laughs> mouth, grabs him in her mouth, and just plunges them all into the darkness. The river they fall into below was a lot more terrifying than he imagined. And he he's still kind of pleased with himself, though, because he's like, yes, I was right. There yeah. was a water source under here because he was wondering where all the fountains and moats and everything were getting their water from. He also knew that water, quote, had a voice and that water was what Druskella would hear when they thought they were speaking to their God. I love that. So when they were talking to the ash and thought that they were talking to gel, they, it was actually just the sound of water. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. So they're all just like tumbling through this river. No one has any idea what's going to happen. It's freezing cold. Kaz isn't even sure what's going to happen. Like his plan, he doesn't really have one at this point, which is like (laughs) bizarre. 
for Kaz. He just like took it. He had to improvise and just go. And he starts to think of Inej's hand on his cheek and how he hoped she would do it again. He remembers back further to being 14, robbing the bank with the crew. Uh, He had broken his leg Mm. during this bank robbery, dropping down from the roof. It didn't heal properly. And that's where the limp comes from. Ah, yeah. So we finally find out that because that's always been in the back of my head. Yeah. Like, Why is he limping? Exactly. <laughs> and he's such a bad. I mean, he's such a yeah, a cool person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a fabricator make him a cool cane, and he used the limp and the cane as part of his identity. And that's a cool cane. Yes. I mean, come on. The quote is, he'd become Kaz Brecker, cripple and confidence man, bastard of the barrel, end quote. Bastard so he used, Yeah, so he used it to his advantage, probably because, you know, yeah. no one would assume much from him. Yeah. But he's still confident in what he's doing. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He also um, thinks about his gloves, which we know are because his flesh on flesh issue from... Exactly. The death of his brother. And he says it's the only weakness that he couldn't change into a strength. So we all have we all have our things. And that's his thing. That's the one thing that he never quite got over. And it's so cool that he is one of those people that sees that he can change a weakness into a strength. That's amazing. Yeah. So at this point the baleen starts to disintegrate Mm. and water is starting to seep in around the edges. And he's thinking about hot cocoa with Jordy, signing the deed to the Crow Club, the first time he saw Inej, Mm. the time she was feeding crows when he felt like a little boy again with magic still in the world. So cute. He had told her not to feed the crows because they don't have manners. And she replies, neither do you, (laughs) and laughed, which he said he wanted to bottle up and get drunk off of every night. Oh, So beautiful. It, It just touched my heart. He takes one last breath as the balloon is completely dissolving. And with everything he could have thought about, his thoughts go to Inej. Not his brother, not Pekka Rollins, not all the things that have been happening. He thinks only of Inej and how she has to be alive and he has to stay alive in order to save her. So the last quote I have is at the end of this chapter. The ache in his lungs was unbearable. He needed to tell her what? That she was lovely and brave and better than anything he deserved. That he was twisted, crooked, wrong, but not so broken that he couldn't pull himself together into some semblance of a man for her. That without meaning to, he'd begun to lean on her, to look for her, to need her near. He needed to thank her for his new hat. The water pressed at his chest, demanding that he part his lips. I won't, he swore. But in the end, Kaz opened his mouth and the water rushed in. End quote. End of the chapter. End End of our reading. End of our part. Like, I mean, that whole part. Yeah. So that is the end of that part. And we are next week entering the last part. We are at the very end of the book. There are going to only be two more episodes for this book. Yes. We are at the end. So we're going to be going into part six next week. Proper thieves. That's exciting. It is exciting. What are you thinking? I want to ask you. You've never read this book before. Are you, is it, is it better than you thought it was going to be? Are you intrigued? Yes. I, like, I, 
I had a little difficulty in the beginning, not yes. really, not that I had a hard time getting into it. I had a hard time understanding exactly what's happening because yeah. it was all the characters. But once you get used to who is who, then it just, it starts moving and yeah. you want to know what's going to happen next. It is. I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> I knew you would love it. Yes, so, I do. It, it, and it does take a minute. I mean, having to like really understand six different characters, like, I mean, and mm-hmm. really understanding them. It's not just knowing who they are. I mean, we really got to learn who they, like, I mean, now we do. And yes. it's just kind of. We know their backgrounds and. Yeah. yeah. So. So that it, concludes our uh, reading. Yeah. So that means it is time, y'all. For. Grisha Cast News. So we're just going to do that every time. We don't have any. No. No, but I just enjoy pressing that button and hearing it. So <laughs> sorry. No Grisha Cast News. Everything is just really silent Everything right now. Everything is in post-production. <clears throat> Everything's quiet. Exactly. We know from past Grisha Cast News, Lee's really working on like finish, like she's, She's working on like pretty much getting all the last part of that the book together for the yeah. King of Scars two. We know that she's work she's putting out something that's small related to the Grisha verse. We haven't heard anything about that soon yet, but that should be probably coming soon. So there it is quiet, but I think a lot's gonna happen soon. So um anyways, no Grisha cast news besides nope. that. But we've got a listener thank you. We do. From Instagram, we wanted to shout out to Shadow and Bone Netflix. Woohoo! Thank you so much for interacting with us. We enjoyed your comment, and we hope to hear more from you. Yes, exactly. We we love all you guys, especially when you um, are interacting with us, as Terry said. And I mean, the conversations are great. We're gonna we're just enjoying talking to you guys about everything Grishaverse, and it's just it really is an honor to do this. It's, it is. It's just so cool because. I just love the fact that there is no other podcast out there talking about this stuff. And we are. We are. And we we love our listeners for it. So continue doing what you're doing. Please go to Apple Podcast and rate us. Please, 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 please. <laughs> please. I'm begging you because I just, that's what I look at a lot. And you get to actually read all the comments. So if you just have a couple minutes, please go do that. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Love you long time. <laughs> so um, next week, we will be reading chapters 39 through 44. Okay. Ooh. It's not a lot. It's actually less than 40 pages. But um, we're going to get through that. And then, yeah. So that's next week. So it's been lovely. It has. So we will see you all next week. No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram at GrishaCast, YouTube at GrishaCast, Twitter at GrishaPodcast, and Facebook at GrishaCast.